Blog Talk Radio.
combining two services, Facebook Live as well as Blog Talk. And I am Minister Sylvia Kaiser, and I just wanted to share with you all on tonight that um, God is so good, and God will communicate with you on some things that you already have on the altar, on some things that he has um, already heard you pray about, you will start remembering some stuff that you talked to God about and you just wanted to communicate to him in your dreams because I always say to the Lord, Lord, please minister to me and allow your angels to minister to me in my sleep so that I won't be moving around so I get distracted that I can't hear you. And a lot of us know that when we're in our sleep and we're dreaming, that's a peaceful time. When we're in our sleep and that God is talking to us, that's a peaceful time. And so we have to just be ready to accept God's time of communication with us. So on this Wednesday, God woke me up um, about two something in the morning. And I said, Lord, what is it? Because I'm trying to go to sleep, but I can't. I'm trying to get back to sleep, but I can't. So I was talking to Tony in my time of sleeping, trying to even dream. I was talking and turning, and I was not able to get back to sleep. So I said, okay, God, who? should I pray for? What should I pray for? What do I need to bind up? What do I need to ask you to put the axe at the root? What do I need to just come again? And God started talking to me. He said, did you know that I heard you in your mind? This is my mind talking to God. I heard you say, where they was talking about dinosaurs being 40 million uh, years old, this and that, and you were saying how, yeah, right. God said, and my word, and I read it for myself, in Second Peter, the third chapter, verse 8, it says, be not ignorant, but a thousand years is a day to God, and a day to God is like a thousand years. So God started talking to me about timing. He said, you just spoke on this before, and other people just spoke on it before. Not your timing, but God's timing. Not your way, but God's way. God was sharing with me that we are the ones that's bound by time, not him. And I said, Lord, what are you saying? He said, why could it have been where dinosaurs are this old and Dinosaurs is this and dinosaurs is that. And he took me back to the beginning when he created the heavens and the earth. And he began to show me how if a thousand years is a day with God, and a day with God is a thousand years, he said, what if on the first day, this me in my dream, he shared with me in my dream, what if on the first day I created heaven and earth? But it says a thousand years is a day with God. He says, so it cost me a thousand years in your time to create heaven and earth, but it was really a day with him. And then he took me on to the second day, a thousand, the third day, a thousand, the fourth day, a thousand, the fifth day, a thousand, the sixth day, a thousand. These are thousands of years, but it's a day in God's time. And he said, but on the sixth day when he well, created man, you know, when he gave him dominion and he, everything he did was good, on the sixth day when he finished it all, he looked at it and said it's good. And on the seventh day he rests. So God rests 4,000 years after working 6,000. I mean, you, you can take this and you can dissect it however you want it. But I'm just telling you how God was talking to me and what God was saying to me. And as I was listening to God
God ministered to me in my dream. He said, so when they say a animal could be these many years old and that many years old, he said, why not? Because of a thousand years. The day with God. The day with God is a thousand years. I just started believing and said, God, forgive me for always trying to put you in a box or put you in a certain time limit when there's no time in your in your spirit, no time in your space, no time in you, that you decide what what is and who what is and all of that. And I'm saying all that to say, a lot of times we sit back and we want to say, uh, why is it taking God so long? Or why is it taking so long for this to happen or that to happen? When that's not really what's going on. If you just give it to God and leave it in his hands, God is going to wake up, work it out in due season. Like he said in his word also, that <clears throat> our latter days will be better than our first. So some things we've asked God for, and we're coming up in age and in life, we're just not seeing it manifest. Not to say that God took forever. No. It's to say that God's timing is his time. And if we get out of his way and allow him to do things, we would be in a better way. Like, for example, I'm going to show you how... Um, you could sit back and, and wonder about things and wonder why do things go this way or that way. Crystal is relocking my hair when you see it. But the stores are selling needles, uh, lots, uh, what they call them, crystals, the, the things they sell in the store for the do to relock another hair, like a crochet needle or something like that. But what do you use? A safety pin? No. Okay, it's a little lock needle. But it's not a fancy one. But you got to look at stuff in in the situation in a way that you can't worry about what God is doing or how he's doing it because God does things his way. He says he takes the foolish things. You don't have to spend no $15 or nothing like that, something done. You can spend 3 or $4 or maybe you can use something else that, that may not cost a lot. But one thing we do need to know and need to understand is that we got to stop trying to put God in the box. We've got to stop trying to ask God and tell God how to do something. We have to hold on a minute just myself. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to allow God to move his way. Because if and when we allow God to do things his way, we don't have to go backwards. We don't have to do things the way other people do it. Because when you know the ministry God has called you to, you have to come to the place and say, okay, my ministry is not the ministry that God has given you, so I'm not going to try to operate there. My ministry is not the ministry that God has given someone else. I'm not going to try to operate there. You got to operate what God sends you to. I have people tell me that God told them to stop watching TV. It's not for me to say why. It's because they have a relationship with God and they know what God told them to do. So they must. I know people that have told me that God told me to uh, leave my family alone for a while. It's not for me to ask why, but it's for them to do what God has told them to do. Because sometimes you can't let things or people go because you feel obligated. You, 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 they cause you to be to straddle the gate or straddle the fist, as they say, or one foot in and one foot out. Or you, you always putting yourself in a position where you would have, you should have, you could have, or you could, you made yourself place in someone or something that you didn't know how to get out of it. But when you have to put yourself in a place or a position that you have to trust God, depend on him 100%, there's nothing you can do about it. 
nothing you can do about it. When you know you don't have nobody to call, you don't have nowhere to go. When you know that God is God, so you have to do what God has told you to do when he told you to do it. So back to God's kindness. It is so amazing to me that we forget God made promises to our ancestors. God made promises to our parents. God made promises to us because we made promises. Our ancestors made promises. Or we can go as far as to say we made a vow to the Lord. And we always, in the world, say that it's better to not have made a vow than to make a vow and take it back. We have a saying that says, I made a vow and I won't take it back. But a lot of us try to, how do you say, uh, we try to be, we try to compromise. Oh, Lord, you know, I meant to, but see, still, no. We have to get to the place where we can't keep trying to bargain with God because his timing is not our timing nor our timing is his. If a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day with God, don't you know the word of God said we're like vapors? You know, like, I, I don't even want to take a chance on not being who or what God has called me to be. I, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to really put this in a format where not just you would get it, but I would get it. When, when God was sharing with me about how he formed the world in a time frame, I was like, wow, God, that's, that's something else. I, I never looked at it like that. I never thought of it like that. I, I never would have believed that because a lot of times we don't think. We were like, oh, he said six days, and we're thinking about it 24-7. No, that's our time. That's our time. Half of us can't even uh, get things done in 24 hours. They say we don't, I don't have enough time in a day. It's not a, enough hours in a day. So we can't put God in our timing. We can't time God because he does only what he does in a way that he does it, and we have to get to the place where we have to say, Lord, keep me in the mindset that I have to understand that it's nothing I could do given to me by you. It's nothing that I could do that you don't allow me to do. We have to get to the place so that when we start talking to God, we have to be patient enough to listen to God. So I want to... Just read that to you that I told you I had looked it up. Let me go to get this out of the way. Uh, it says Second Peter three and eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand thousand years are uh, a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count it slackness, but is long suffering to us words, not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and the which the heavens shall pass away with a great sound, and the elements shall melt with primate heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. So as you see, God has not forgot his promise towards us, but we have forgotten the promise that we made towards him. God, if you do this, I'll never turn my back on you. God, if you do that, I'll be with you all the days of my life. But we tend to forget or try to bargain our way out. God don't want 
any of us to perish and go to hell. God don't want any of us to perish and not know that we have have and had a chance to repent. You can repent daily because you don't know it may be something you said or something you did or you may know. You know, just repent daily. Be prayerful as always. Always be prayerful. Be in place where you say, God, I don't want to be a vapor. I don't want to be a, a just a scent. I want to be forgiven. I want to be delivered. I want to be everything that I can be because I have an opportunity to ask you for forgiveness. I have the opportunity to talk to you, and I have the opportunity to come before you and say, Lord, no matter what, I know that you forgive daily. I know that you forgive everyone that asks you for forgiveness. I know that you have given us the time and the space to repent. And you just have to be in a place of knowing that God is God and that you can do what you need to do as far as coming before him and asking him to forgive you. I know you probably say, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, that has to do with that God's timing is not our timing. So you may be old and be like, well, I did so much when I was younger. I don't know if God will forgive me. I believe he will if you go to him honestly, open-heartedly. And you may say, well, you know what? I don't know. I may be young and I got time. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But if you look around the world on the news, in the news, whether it's on the uh, paper, the newspaper, rather, the news channels or whatever, if you really, really look at it now, you will see that a lot of young people are not living to get old. Mm-hmm. They're not. Let's let's stop trying to put God's timing in a place that we're looking at it. Let's not try to keep putting him in a box so that we could try to explain what God is doing. No, we we can't do that. We, we can't explain what God is doing, put him in a box, because that's not how it goes. God is not a God of our time, our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Nothing we do is the way God do it, except we witness to his people, we testify to his people, we show people the love that God has put in our heart to love on them because God is love. And when you just stop to think about everything, um, God is someone because you don't think things is working out for you. I tell you, sometimes you can just look at stuff and be like, you know what? I don't know how I got in this place. But you got to think, think about it. It took time for you to get where you're at. Sometimes it's going to take time for you to get from where you're at. But at the same time, God can take you out of a situation immediately. God can leave you in a situation where that he knows that you're going to keep giving him the glory they are in the praise because sometimes you get out of situations you won't remember to give God the glory. You won't remember to give him the honor because the timing is the right. Your mindset isn't right. You're still thinking it's something you did or somebody else did. But you got to learn how to operate in God's timing. You got to learn how to operate in the way of the Lord because if you keep on doing things in the timing you think it should be done, you're going to keep calling, giving yourself a higher faith honor that you don't deserve, giving yourself honor and glory that you don't um, 
uh, I'm sorry, don't recognize who and where it comes from. I'm just so glad that uh, God was ministering to me on the other night. I'm sure he's not finished. I'm sure he's going to continue to talk to me concerning some things uh, because when you are seeking God, God talks to you constantly. But are we constantly listening? Are we constantly in a place that saying, what, what is it that we're doing? Because a lot of times we can't hear because we're too busy doing nothing but walking away from what God is trying to tell us. We're too busy walking away from what God is trying to show us. We're too busy trying to operate in our time frame like, oh, i got so much to do. And nine out of ten, if you go to do what you think you're doing, you ain't doing it right anyway. You don't have enough time to do it right. You know, so I tell people all the time, stop and think about if you just give God what's due him, give him his praise, give him his glory, pay that vow you made to him. Stop allowing things and people to get in your way. Because I tell you, God is not pleased with a lot of us. God is not pleased with some of the things we're saying, some of the things we're doing. You know, it's some things that we can see on social media that's not giving God the praise, not giving him the glory, not giving him the honor. It's some things that we have to really, really sit back and look at and say, God, that glorify you in this day and time how does that give you the respect you know I hear people on there put push respect on my name put respect on God's name put respect back on his house stop thinking God is not a good God stop thinking God is a little G God stop thinking God is a uh, only Sunday God. Stop thinking that God only works on certain holidays or weekends. God don't have no time, I told you at the beginning. He don't have vacation breaks, lunch breaks, uh, sick, uh, what they call it, sick leave, maternal leave. God don't have any of that. God, what God has is long-suffering with us, God have patience for us, God have love for us, we just have to take the time out to realize and recognize that God is not a sometime God, a part-time God, a God that does not see our needs. Hey, Will, and Sheree, how you all doing? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we have to get to a place where we know that we talk to God. We have to just take time out, sit back and listen. We have to know that when we talk to God and things happen, we got to learn how to get a proper respect and proper glory to who it belongs to. Don't be giving somebody else's God's glory. Don't be giving somebody else's God's recognition where you be saying, well, I don't know how I know if, girl, I looked up and this happened. No, I woke up, I looked up, and God had blessed me. God had broke that wall down. God has been a God in my life because I waited on him. I waited on him. I I let him operate in his time instead of me saying, well, Lord, you know, I've been waiting so long years for longer. Well, God, I've been waiting two whole days, and, and now it's going on a third day, and I feel they hurt. Okay, well, see, now you're starting to tell God what time you want him to work on. He's telling you, get your mind off of this problem and get about my business, do what I told you to do, and God will take care of your problem. If you take care of God's house, God will take care of yours. If you take care of God's business, God will take care of yours. But if you keep focus everything on you and what you say and do, you're not giving God the, the time or the glory. 
You're giving God an appointment. It says from our point of time. You know, we have to wait on the Lord. We have to let God do things in his appointed time. I'm just, I thank God because for certain things, God is just not starting to give me in my life that I asked for. And I thank him for it because, see, if he had gave it to me before, y'all know I would have said, I did that. Oh, I made that happen. I would not have given God the glory. I wouldn't even gave him the praise. I wouldn't even gave it to somebody else. I took it myself because that's the mindset I was in. I haven't took the time out to mature yet in God. I hadn't took out the time to get to know God and get to say, God, when you do something, it's done. Whether you open the door or open the window or you close the door or close the window, whether you say yes or you say no. But, God, whatever your decision is, I've learned to say, God, it's all well with me. I learned to say, God, prepare me for your decision. I learned to say, God, let your will be done, not mine. I've learned to say, God, I don't understand. God, please give me an understanding. We have to get so in tune with God that, even if it was not something we was looking for, we was waiting on, or something happened, and it's devastating. Our Lord knows I know devastation. I didn't been there. I said, God, I know it's a shift in the spirit. It's a shift in the atmosphere. I'm praying, Lord, give me the strength, the power to accept what you're doing. Now, I want you all to know that when things come that we're not able to, to deal with. It's okay to talk to God about it. Take that time out and say to God, he already knows it. He just wants you to take time to communicate with him. He wants you to take time to talk with him. In other words, you, in other words they say sup with him because we it, it's not going to change situations, especially if it's, it's life-threatening, but I don't want to say life threatening. Where it's a situation where something happens and, and um, God would be like, it is what it is. I hate to say it like that, but that's how it is what it is. And just ask God to carry you through, see you through. Because we're living in a time, keep going back to time. We're living in a time where people just don't care. I read back in the Old Testament that God repented that he made man because of how evil they were. But he told Noah to make a boat. And on this boat, how he wanted to have one story, two story, three stories, and the window in the center, and how to take food on it for him and his people. And that he was going to send two of a, of a, uh, a kind of animals creepy, crawly things, all the way to the big ones to bring to the new uh, world after he destroyed with water. But it was all in God's time. See, God had got sick of man with the the vileness, the corruption, the hatred, the, uh, the honorary, you know, being honorary, being hateful, uh, the immortality that God saved his time. I'm going to start it over. So when he did that and he repented that he made man, God put water on the earth to, to wash it away, to destroy it. So that too was in God's time. He did that for so many days. So we have to be mindful of the timing that we're spending with God. We've got to be mindful of the timing that we're not spending with God. We spend more time laughing on things for social media then we spend getting in, encouraging somebody on social media, or getting in, looking at God's word, God's scripture, sharing that on social media, or with one another, or with ourselves. We're so busy doing everything but taking time out for the Lord. And I'm just saying that to say, 
system. We're not perfect. No, we're not. We're human. God knows that. But you know what God do know? That if we take time out for what we want, <laughs> me and my sister, Apostle Elect always says, people do what they want to do when they want to do it. They make time for everything they want to make time for. And if you want to make time for God, you will. I don't know why my video keep trying to freeze up. See, the devil got mad and tried to turn my video off. I know that's right, Bill. We got time for everybody. We got time to hurt people, but we won't help. We got time to laugh at people, but we won't love on them. We got time to sit around and talk about people, but we won't support them. We got time to do everything but try to bring life. When you see somebody hurting or going through, the first thing you want to say is, hmm, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do because I don't want nobody over here uh, in my stuff, messing with my stuff. But then in the same sense, when somebody takes time out to try to see about you, why are you over there trying to destroy what they have or take what they have Instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to take this time out and thank God that he touched your heart that you wanted to come see about me, that he touched your heart to open your door to come see about me. We have so much going on with the ain'ts and the can'ts and the won'ts that we never stop to think about the shoulds and the wills. I lost a cousin um, a couple of weeks ago, um, a cousin of mine, her oldest son passed. Rosemarie Seabury's oldest son passed. And got a phone call about another cousin passed and, uh, just yesterday. And um, it kind of really shocked me. And it kind of hurt me at the same sense because see we don't understand that time waits on no one we don't understand that things are happening just as quick as you can blink your eye we got we we look at stuff uh, on Facebook uh, a friend of mine friend lost her life you all saw it was on the news and everything about uh, a young lady on her Riker named Sheila Howard. They're having her service tomorrow because somebody else did not value someone. They didn't take the time out to pray and ask God what happened. They assumed their reaction caused somebody to lose their life. So I'm saying that to say we got to take time out. We got to acknowledge some things. We got to acknowledge the most important part is that when we take time out and talk to God and ask God about um, situations to the jumping to conclusion, when we think about the things we're doing, how is that going to affect me, affect the people around me, affect the situations around me. When we start looking at how things are going to go, how things are going to um, work out, if this happens because of this action, my reaction is going to cause something to happen. What What is it that I need to get out of this, Lord. I'm going to put it like this. I need to sit back. I need to stop and talk to God because of everything that's going on. Um, we're looking at things in a way now that it's the way I should do things. It's how I should do things. And um, we're not taking time to really look at what's what the situation is, we're not looking at it. We're just 
this, that's my friend. We try to get everything and everybody to bless us in a way that uh, that's all I can say. We're, we're not getting it because we're trying to walk in our will. We're trying to walk in our will. We're trying to walk in our timing. But it's about God's will, God's way, God's timing. And I'm just so excited that God took the time out to talk with me in my sleep. You see, a lot of times we want to be real, real deep about stuff. But it was just something God was sharing with me on Wednesday early morning about timing. We don't want to believe the simple things. We don't want to acknowledge God for the simple things. We don't want to sit back and say, God, really, it's not my time. It's not my will. It's your will. It's your way. It's your time. We don't really want to do that. But what we really want to do is just say, okay, God, uh, I want this. I want that. So I'm going to stop and pause right now and see if there's anybody on blog talk that would like to make a comment concerning um, what they feel on tonight about us talking about time. You can speak now, please. Amen, amen. I wanted to share a quick testimony about the timing of God. Um, A lot of people, including myself, would say, I'm just saying, I'm just doing whatever. And it's important for us to be Christ-like. So I want to share a testimony. I was on the plane going somewhere out of town, and this place is known for their racism um, where I was going. And this lady hit me so hard with her backpack that I fell backwards. And the lady behind me caught me. And everybody that was uh, standing around me other than the lady that hit me with her backpack, and she didn't say excuse me or anything. She just kind of looked back at me like you were in my way. And everybody on the plane was like, ah, you know how they were like, ah, like something drastic had happened. And the Holy Ghost immediately told me to shh and turn around to the lady behind me and thank her for being so close to me that I didn't fall. And so I thanked her and I gave her admiration for catching me because she didn't have to catch me. And all of the people around me were looking at me like, wow. They were shocked that I didn't say anything to the lady, but I acknowledged the lady behind me who caught me. Now, three days later, I'm on the getting ready to get on the plane again. And this man jumps in front of me, hits me with his backpack, and I almost fall again. And then he starts, you know, going off on me. And I remembered I had on a T-shirt that said, God's got me. And I looked at him, and I said to him, I said, sir, patience is such a great um, virtue. I said, we all need to have it. And he said, you know, he started fussing some more. He was getting loud and everybody was looking. And so he was with his wife. And so he told her, he says, are you going to come up here? And she said to him, when she moves, I'll come up there. And so I finished what I was doing because I was downloading something so that I would not be making noise on the plane. So my AirPods were downloaded. And then instead of Addressing him, I addressed his wife, and I said, I appreciate you so much. I said, thank you for your patience. I said, that really um, helped me where I could download this and lean on this thing at the same time. And so then another man came, and I asked him for his number, and he told me what his number I said, well, you're in front of me, too. He said, well, that doesn't matter. I said, oh, but yes, sir, it does matter. I said, because you never know who that number Uh, means so much to. I said, so the same way I honored the people in front of me, I honor you. And he said, oh, wow. And I said that to say that immediately when I got on the plane, there was a young lady who wanted to sit behind me, but because she was dark-skinned, 
this racist white lady did not want her to sit next to her. She rejected her. And then the girl turned around to me and said, is that seat next to you open? And I said, yes. And she kept looking back there at the, at the lady. You could tell she wanted to go off. You could tell she wanted to uh, really probably fight the girl, but she kept looking at me, and she, it was like she was saying, uh-uh, you just showed me how to be humble. She says, I'm going to do what you did. And then so it blessed me because the way she was looking, you could tell she didn't want to handle it that way, but because she recognized that I was the same person that had just had something similar happened to her. So why I say that is because the timing of God knew that I once was that young girl who had just went through what she went through when the lady was prejudiced against her because she was dark skinned. But instead of me looking at the lady and giving and the man and giving them looks, he showed me how to praise someone else. So with the timing of God I started giving God praise going and coming back because I knew the old me would not have allowed somebody two times to hit me with a book bag and me not say anything. So the timing of God is important, and we must acknowledge God and give him the praise when he shows us uh, how that was a test. You just preached on the apostles, and when they got converted, he says, now you know you've been converted. So the timing of God will teach you how important his timing is, even when it comes to your attitude. That's all I have. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Apostle. You are so right because um, just looking at everything, it's like you have to really pay attention to when God tells you to move, when God tells you to stop, when God tells you to leave something or somebody alone, it is very important that we do what God tells us to do because God's timing is everything. God's word, God's love, God's forgiveness, God's generosity, God's everything. God is everything that we need. And one thing we need to know is, when he knocks at the door, they said he's knocking at the door, will we answer? When God is knocking at the door of your heart and he's pulling on your spirit and you know it's time, stop wondering, stop figuring, stop, uh, well, what are they going to say? Don't worry about what they're going to say. They're going to have something to say if you stay or if you go. But please operate in God's timing. Is there anyone else at this time would like to have anything to say on blog talk? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. I was listening to the uh, the young lady's story here, and I was just uh, I was just very very touched by it. A lot of times when I hear stories like this, a lot of people tell me that uh, you know uh, God uh, you know God might have had His hand in this, and we're always praising that specific God, you know, that we're talking about. But I guess my, I have a question more so than anything else. Did not God instill, instill himself within all of us that we are connected if we choose to be? So I believe that at that moment, I'm like she's saying that there was God that was there and, uh, you know, caused her to feel a certain way that she would not act the way that she acted, you know, prior to being, you know, receptive to God. But the thing is, is I think a lot of that just really has to do with experience and intellect that she implemented, not to say that's not a God-like faction, because it indeed is. However, I do think that, you know, we keep saying, you know, uh, not giving enough credit to ourselves as human beings as well, too. It's like, I don't think God just is sitting up there and he's just this uh, entity that just wants us to just do nothing but just, like, I don't think when we die and leave here, we're just going to be sitting up somewhere in heaven somewhere just praising them every day because that could be narcissist. You know, that would be, like, that would lead us to just be doing that. And that's kind of the picture that I, that gets painted within a lot of these uh, plethora of different events that I hear these people go through or the way that they appear to interpret the Bible. 
And I think that that could be misconstrued or even misleading at times. I just wish that people would understand their own intellect as well, which is a God-given element. And I think that that's all that happened here. I think that, yeah, God definitely was present in all of this that was happening. But I do think that it was the God himself that the God implemented in the woman that she could go ahead and use her God-given intelligence and uh, divert from any extra problems that was happening within this whole thing here. So, sorry, you had thoughts? I'm sorry now? I said, so you said those are your thoughts? I'm saying that those are logical thoughts. Uh, it did, uh, because did not God give us intellect that we can go ahead and use it? Or are we just supposed to negate our own intellect and just praise him for all of these things all the time? For each event that happens that we look at as miraculous. Well, I believe that anything and everything I do, it must reflect God. I I can't say that um, God has not allowed me to react a certain way. But if if what I do does not give God glory, I don't want to do it. If what if what somebody do to me causes me to mm-hmm. act out. I'm not going to act mm-hmm. out where it won't give God glory. I'm not going to act out where it's going to cause us to further con- be a, in a conflict when I see that what you're doing, you're already in a state. You're not operating in, in perfect timing. You're operating in the timing of, of prejudice and you're trying to prove a point that you're superior. And that's not where we're going. I, I serve a superior God the one and only true God, that I believe that when I do go to heaven, I will be there to praise them all day. That's what I believe. So for anything else that does not give God the glory and the honor, I do not want to take part of it. I have lived that life already. I've changed partners now. So what I want to do is anything I do, don't think I don't pray before I react. If it doesn't give God, I'm going to say it again, if it doesn't give God the glory, the honor and the praise, I don't want to do it. Okay? Well, I guess my only question, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. I, I'm through with that. Okay. I guess my only question is, does, does it not give God the glory to go ahead and just use our own God-given uh, intellect and just be praised by that alone as opposed to just saying, because it, I heard you say just now it's something that I would definitely be opposed to which is that if I went ahead and I died right now and go to heaven and all I am able to do is just praise him all day, that just to me just seems, I don't know about you, but to me that seems a very boring existence. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, let me ask I'm you just this. Sitting there let me ask you this. Come, if you, if you yeah. died right now and went to hell, what you going to do? You're going to burn all day. So what? I'm trying to see um, what, what no, you No, that's not true. That, well, no, that's your belief. Because of the, the, your, you, what it is is that you um, are kind of indoctrinated by that thought process that comes from that part okay, of well, the Okay, but that's the only indoctrinate I'm going to receive. Any other indoctrinate is not talking about Jesus Christ. I don't want no parts of it. So me and you are going to end this conversation, sir. Me and you are going to end this conversation. We're going to move on to the next one. Is and there anyone else the Is there anyone else at this time would like to have any words to say? Okay. See, that's what I'm talking about. You got to be able to operate in God's timing. Um, This is not the time for me to be sitting here debating with someone when I know what my beliefs are. I believe that Jesus is Lord of Lords, King of Kings. I believe that his Father God it's the only true living God that sent his only begotten son. We may not perish, but we, if we repent and we have everlasting life. I believe that when I leave this world, yes, I'm going to go to heaven, and I'm going to praise and worship God all day. So if not, I'm not going to heaven worshiping God all day and praising him. What is my alternative? I don't know in no other doctrine. I'm not going to entertain no other doctrine. So if you come on this line trying to give me another doctrine, I'm going to end the conversation. 
and it's not because of I'm scared. I'm just not going to entertain that. I'm, I, God told me to be a fool from him. I'm not going to be a fool sitting back where we're doing this. No, you have your beliefs. I have my beliefs. So um, I would like to know if, before I end this program, is there anyone else that would like to have anything to say at this time? Okay. I thank you all for joining us tonight on Facebook Live as well as Blog Talk. I thank you all for uh taking the time out on this Friday night, September the 15th, 2023. I thank you all for uh, listening, participating, and I thank you all for coming back on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time to hear our very own Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser with the word of God that he has given her to share with us at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you come back this Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will get to talk with me again on Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. If you come back next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, Blog Talk Radio, and Facebook again. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 to 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We want to say to you all, thank you all. We love you with the love of the Lord. Don't forget God's timing. God's timing is in everything. God knows when to tell you when to speak up. God God knows when to tell you when to shut up. God knows when to tell you to go, and God knows when to tell you to stop. God knows when to tell you to stand up. God knows when to tell you to sit down. So with that being said, know it's always about God's time. Amen. Good night, everybody. We love you with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. Bye-bye.